0: Well, good evening. Welcome to our Wednesday night midweek services and activities uh, for our Bible study this evening. Hope that you've uh, also gathered and prepared for a time of prayer with your family when we get uh, done with our Bible study this evening. Uh, we set aside Wednesday night as a time for the church to gather together in prayer, so we want to continue doing that while we're not meeting uh, together in the building, as long as the uh, uh, stay-at-home orders and things are in effect. Um Tonight we're going to continue with where we started last Wednesday night, and one of the one another's that we began to look at last Wednesday. Remember that a one another is a uh, a what we call sections of scripture where the church is being instructed uh, on how to behave and how how to conduct itself, and oftentimes these instructions are very short verses of of uh, of instructions, and it uh, has in it. The phrase, uh, do something with one another. That's why we call them the one another's. And so last week we began to uh, begin the subject of forgiving one another. And uh, tonight we're going to continue with part two of that because uh, the Bible talks a great deal about uh, forgiving and what that entails and what that actually means. We'll re- we're going to review that, uh, what we covered last week. But we're also going to talk what I call the flip side or the other side of forgiveness, uh, and that is the 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 need to oftentimes rebuild a relationship even after forgiveness has been asked for and granted. And so we're going to talk about trust and the and how trust is the the other side of forgiveness and how trust deals with uh, the continuation of the forgiveness process. So last week we looked at. Uh, a, a, a scripture uh, was our focal scripture. It was, it was Ephesians 4:30 uh, 30 to 32, uh, which says, "Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ, uh, just as in Christ, God forgave you." And we looked at that in, in some in some detail. We saw that uh, forgiveness has to do with uh, letting go and putting aside uh, the, the the offenses. We the other place in the New Testament. Where specifically uh, forgiveness shows up as a one another is in the book of Colossians. Now we didn't, uh, I, I referred to this particular passage last Wednesday night, but we didn't actually turn to it. But I'm going to read it for us tonight because it gives us the two uh, times in the New Testament where forgiveness is associated with the phrase one another and uh, the the. The, the intent is the same. Essentially, the process is the same, but th- there's there's a couple of little differences that we're going to point out. Uh, Colossians three thirteen says, "Bear with one another, forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another, forgive as the Lord forgave you." So, in these passages, um, the the Colossians passage that starts off with a, a, a very interesting. Uh, preface to the the command to forgive, and it says to bear with one another. The uh, literally the, it means to uh, to put up with, <laughs> and so uh, in 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 the family of faith in the church, from time to time we're going to bump into each other and rub each other the wrong way, and there's going to be grievances and offenses that uh, that crop up, and so the command in this one another is to put up with or to bear with. To give each other the benefit of the doubt, not allow uh, a grievance or or something that irritates us to turn into uh, bitterness or rage or, or railings and those kinds of things that it talks about in Ephesians. Ephesians passage where the 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 one another uh, phrase is is uh, associated with forgiveness talks about put off all rage and malice and anger. So it. Those two phrases together, those two one another's together, talks about a, a, a range of intensity of offense. Uh, bearing with one another, kind of putting up with, cutting each other some slack, shows some level of, of, uh, of offense, some level of grievance, uh, but the, the, the level of it may not rise to a, a significant uh, wound or a hurt. So it begins with an irritation, it begins with with an offense, it continues in the Ephesians passage where the the offense is more intense, where it says to put off all rage and malice and anger and those kinds of things. So that indicates a more intense wounding, a more intense type of of offense. So even in this range of offenses that can take place, um, we are told to forgive. And that, uh, and that, and that, and doing so uh, is the same kind of behavior and the same kind of attitude that uh, Christ had toward us when we, when He forgave us of our offenses uh, against Him. So we're, we're we're to forgive. We'll get into that a little little more uh, here as we move along tonight. So there's this there's this range of of, of hurts, this range of grievances or, or offenses. But there there are some offenses that are just downright. Uh, hard to deal with. They are extreme woundings. They are uh, terrible hurts. They are things that go deep into our core. and uh, That's where the term bitterness becomes even more um, descriptive of the kind of intensity level of the offense that we're talking about. Uh, In the book of Hebrews it says, uh, do not miss the grace of God and let a bitter root Dwell up in you because it will cause trouble and it will defile many. So bitterness is a much more intense, a much more deep wounding that takes place, and and the Bible very clearly says that if, if that takes root in our life, we're going to miss the grace of God, we're going to miss the power and the desire to do God's will, and that that in our life is going to cause trouble, and it is going to poison many people. And so now we have a range of intensity that is now. From an irritation, uh, a, a grievance where I've been irritated or you know, offended, and I'm instructed to, in Colossians, I'm instructed to uh, bear with that or to put up with that, all the way to something very, very, very severe uh, that has wounded me deeply and is in, in, in my life is affecting me uh, in a way that I'm actually going to miss God's grace. and I'm going to have this thing dominating my life. That is the that is a kind of range of of hurt that 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 forgiveness is supposed to uh, address. The more severe the wound, the more intense and intentional the forgiveness needs to be. Now, what happens though is that uh, people ha- oftentimes find themselves having a difficult time getting over the the. Um, the, the hurt because of the depth of it. And uh, they they, uh, they believe that they've forgiven. They, they, they say that they have, but they have a difficult time uh, recovering from it and, and getting over it. And so in these relationships, many, many times in counseling, I have had folks say to me, I've forgiven so-and-so for what he did to me, but I can't forget it. Uh, it still hurts. It still uh, is is a problem for me, and and it's affecting me, and it's affecting my relationship. And so we said last week that unless something happens to your brain, forgiving and forgetting sounds good. It even sounds spiritual, but it's probably not going to happen because um, uh, unless something happens to our brain, we're probably not going to forget the incident. Where we need to get to uh, for forgiveness to be complete, is that when I remember the incident, it doesn't it doesn't hurt anymore. And so what what I end up talking to people about is is that is that there there's a difference between forgiveness and trust. Because when we talk about forgiving, uh, we're we're talking about laying the offense aside. And and that when I when I question people about exactly what's happening, that they can't get over it, they can't seem to move 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 beyond it almost invariably, the subject turns to uh, an issue of trust. Even times when I've, I've been told by the person that was the, was the offender, the person who wounded the individual, uh, I don't think that they've forgiven me because they still won't have anything to do with me. They can't seem to, to get over it. And when I begin to question uh, and, and talk about this particular issue, it becomes pretty clear that, that uh, forgiveness has been offered forgiveness has been has been done, but they don't trust the person anymore and so I, I began to explain to people there is a difference between forgiveness and trust uh, and that we are and so that's what we're going to look at tonight we're going to look at the at the, at the flip side of forgiveness you're not you're not going to learn to trust somebody if you don't begin with forgiveness okay but forgiving but beginning with forgiveness and never figuring out how to trust means that the relationship is not going to be restored and it's not going to be complete. So what is this business of trust? The The interesting thing about the word trust is that it actually does not appear uh, very often as the English word trust in the New Testament. Um, and when it does appear, virtually every time that the word English word trust appears in the New Testament, it is actually a transliteration or a translation of the Greek word, the verb form of faith. It is pisteo to put your trust in something. Now, we're told over and over again to put our trust in God. And so the the uh, the the this business of putting your trust in someone uh, is not really addressed a whole lot in the New Testament. But it is uh, a fact that it is, is it addressed a great deal in the Old Testament and so we're gonna look at that more uh, in detail tonight by turning to uh, Psalm 56 3 and 4 when I'm afraid I will trust in you in God whose word I praise in God I trust I will not be afraid what can mortal man do to me well the truth of the matter is mortal man can do a lot to you and our hurts and our our grievances and the things that hurt us deeply are usually done by somebody else. The scripture is not saying that that uh that mortal man can't can't hurt us. That passage is saying I'm not going to be afraid about it. And it very clearly says in there that the opposite of fear is trust. What time I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. So Let's look at the let's compare the, the elements or the characteristics of forgiveness with the characteristic and the elements of trust. Because like, like I said earlier, there are two sides of the same coin. Forgiveness versus trust. First off, forgiveness is the opposite of bitterness, hurt, rage, anger, malice, and those kinds of things. If you're going to cure Bitterness, rage, malice, hurt, woundings, those kinds of things, then forgiveness is required. Forgiveness is the cure for those things. Trust, however, is the opposite of fear. So they're actually dealing with two different things. Inevitably people will tell me when I begin to question them, they 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 don't want to they're wondering whether they've forgiven. They said that they have forgiven, but they but they essentially they they, they they don't trust the person anymore because they're afraid that they're going to be hurt again so we have to understand the difference so that we can apply the truth of both concepts and the, and the teachings of scripture about both things uh, to the situation forgiveness is a, is the opposite of bitterness hurt and anger trust is the opposite of fear so let's go on with this a little bit further forgiveness like we said last week um, it reconciles the relationship. The Apostle Paul says that we are to forgive for Christ forgave us. And it says in 1 Corinthians, he actually uses the term reconcile. When, when Christ forgives us of our sins, we are reconciled to him. So, forgiveness reconciles the relationship. It, 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 it acknowledges the relationship is still there, it exists, and, and reconciliation occurs. Forgiveness begins with an act of obedience. We said that last week. We are commanded to forgive. And to not forgive is actually an act of disobedience. Now that, that's a hard thing to do because we're to forgive the same way Christ forgave us. So uh, it, it, is, it begins, it, it reconciles a relationship, and it begins with an act of obedience. So what do I actually do when I forgive somebody? I lay aside. What happens? I don't say it didn't happen. I don't say it didn't hurt. I don't say it was a, that, that it was okay. None of that is true. Okay, But I, I am laying aside the thing and I'm no longer holding the individual responsible to me and accountable to me so that I can punish him or hold him accountable for causing me pain. I'm laying that aside. I'm giving it to God or I'm putting it aside. That's what forgiveness is. And I give up my right to use that hurt against that person in the future. That's what we covered last week. Forgiveness is an act of obedience. It reconciles the relationship, and it's laying aside my right to hold you accountable for causing me pain, and I give up my right to pick that up and use it against you in the future. Now, that's exactly what God does when he forgives us through Jesus. He lays aside his right to hold us accountable for the sin and the offense that we are guilty of, nobody ever said that that the offense didn't happen, because the offense did happen. So that's what that's what forgiveness is. So now let's look at trust for a second, because trust is entirely different than forgiveness. Forgiveness reconciles the relationship, but trust rebuilds the relationship. Re- uh, forgiveness begins with obedience. Trust begins with an act of mercy and grace. Okay? Mercy is not giving you what you deserve, which is continued bitterness and anger. Grace is giving you what you don't deserve, which is the ability to be reconciled. So trust rebuilds the relationship, and it begins with, a, with an act of mercy and grace. Now, some things about trust. Trust can only be given by somebody. It cannot be earned or won by the other person all the time. And when I'm talking about significant hurts, especially like in marriage relationships where there's been unfaithfulness and those kinds of things, uh, nothing will hurt and wound an individual in a marriage relationship the way unfaithfulness will. And so the one who has done, been, been unfaithful time and time and time again, they will, ask, they will say to me, I'll do anything to get him or her back. I'll do anything to win back her trust of me and those kinds of statements. And I listen to that for a while, and finally I say, you know, I hear what you're saying, but you still don't get it. <laughs> you cannot win the trust back. You cannot earn it back because trust cannot be earned or won. It must be given. And so the one that you were unfaithful to, the one that you offended, must be, be willing to give you the trust. But you can't earn it and you can't win it back. Now, trust will usually be given only when the one giving the trusting feels safe enough to do so remember trust has to do with fear okay and so I, I tend to not give you trust as long as I'm afraid that you're going to hurt me again or do it to me again so trust will usually not be given until the one giving the trust feels safe to do so I would even go so far as to say that trust should not be given trust should not be given when the one being trusted has not shown themselves to be trustworthy. So trust should only be given when the person who is being offered the trust or given the trust has proven themselves to be trustworthy. I will tell people who say to me, I'll do anything to win her back, I'll do anything to you know to make to make it right to 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 earn her trust back. I say you don't you, you don't get it. Okay? You can't we can't win it back. It, it can only be given. Your job in this situation, where forgiveness has been offered in rebuilding the relationship your job is to show yourself and to, and, and to to by your behavior and by your your actions from this point forward to show yourself worthy of the other person entrusting you with their well-being and and it, and then there's no time limits on it there's no there's no uh, provisions on it there's no uh, checklist that you check off but through a change of activity a change of character in you you show yourself that you're worthy of being trusted. The uh, now, let's let's assume then that that's going on. Okay, there 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 has been a, a a forgiveness that has taken place. There's a reconciliation of the relationship, and now there is a rebuilding of the relationship as the person who who did the offending is is showing themselves by their actions, a change of heart, their change of behavior, their change of a- attitude, to where the person that is offering the trust begins to feel safe to entrust their well-being to them again. Now, remember last week I said that forgiveness is a process, all right? And and one of the things I said was last week that in forgiveness the process is complete when you can remember the event and it doesn't hurt anymore. Forgiveness reconciles the relationship, but trust rebuilds it. And the rebuilding of trust in the relationship is the process by which, when it is complete, both you and the offender can remember what happened. And you can remember that it hurt and that it was awful. But now, at this point, when you remember what happened, both of you can say it doesn't hurt anymore. The same thing happens with a physical injury. When I was a kid, I remember we were playing on this wood pile or something, and we were jumping around, and something gave way, and my legs flew out from under me. I put my hand down. Uh, to steady myself and my hand landed on a board that had a nail sticking up in it and it, and it cut my hand very, very badly. And so I uh, had to get stitches and get tetanus shots and all kinds of things, but it, it was a very painful wound and when it happened, it hurt like the dickens. Okay? But a, a physical wound, a physical injury heals and after it's healed uh, I remember, even today, I remember the incident, and I remember that it hurt. But when I remember the incident today on this physical injury, I don't feel the, the hurt in my hand anymore. So on, on physical wounds, when they heal, I remember that it hurt, but I don't feel the pain anymore. On emotional wounds and those kinds of things, we want to get to the same place. We can look back on it because there's been forgiveness which reconciles the relationship, there's been a building of trust, which rebuilds the relationship and both the offender and the offended can say I remember that it hurt but when I remember the the, the situation I remember I don't feel the hurt anymore. That's the other side of forgiveness. We are to forgive one another out of act of obedience. We're to trust one another in order to rebuild the relationship. It is possible to forgive someone the offense and never rebuild the relationship uh, and never trust them again. Some offenses are so damaging. Some offenses are so uh, hurtful. Some, Some relationships are so dysfunctional and toxic that it is not in the person's best interest to trust the individual again. It is in your best interest to forgive them, to lay it aside so that you can move on. But there are some relationships that, that are are not going to be healed and rebuilt because of the sin and because of the dysfunction that exists in the lives of the folks that are that that are, that are involved. It is not God's will that we not forgive. It is a wisdom issue and a desire to rebuild the relationship that becomes a trust issue. So it, it is not wrong to decide and to recognize that some relationships, it's not healthy, it's not safe, it's not wise to to rebuild a relationship, so it's not wise to trust them. But we are commanded to forgive them, to lay it aside for the purpose of I, me being able to move on without, without the bitterness affecting me and without the bitterness causing trouble and defiling many. Trust must be given, it can't be earned. But when it works, with both forgiveness and trust, relationships can be rebuilt, and they can be stronger and better than ever before. Glad that you've joined us tonight. Uh, We encourage you to take some time to pray together as a family, and we will see you again next week. Bye-bye.